Hey guys, it's Brent and I'm back with another off the soundboard video, a second in the series after the box opening. This is the second of the series of actually going through the albums. And today we have the Virginia Beach release. Virginia. So um, I got the cards. Got the cards again. Got the cards again for that one. Man, I'm going to, you're making me want those cards. So cool. um, Virginia Beach. The colored vinyl for this one is green. green. And it's not the cut type quite color of green that I was expecting it to be. It's almost like a sherbet. Yeah, it, nor is it the color of green that they advertise. <laughs> it is not. No. It is not because the color of the green they advertised almost looked like an emerald uh, yeah. green. Very much look like uh, the cat eyes for Eric and uh, Peter, or Peter and Eric. Get him in, yeah, get him in it, order, Rob. It, <laughs> it sure did. It sure did. Um, but this is another one where uh, it's just your standard. And one thing I did like about it is that they're they're at least moving the 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 staple on the round, where they're moving the stamp around. Yeah. Uh, on on the cover, so you can at least tell them apart. Uh, while Rob, while you show your cards off there, I'm going to read a little bit about this and you can show your cards off and right. your CDs. And do you have the Japanese on this one as well? No, I didn't. There was, there was nothing special about this release. It's just okay. a standard. So I didn't do the Japanese. It's just typical. Okay. We can show you cards while I read a little bit. Virginia right. beach. This one is with Tommy and Eric, uh, recorded at Virginia beach amphitheater in Virginia beach. On July 25th, 2004, during the Rock the Nation tour, this was the first full U.S. tour with this lineup, released on March 11th, to, uh, 2022, as the second album in the Off the Soundboard series, 3LP opaque green vinyl, 20 songs in length, spanning 12 albums. The mix is very questionable and muddy, <laughs> even for the t even for the time, uh, Tokyo... Uh, Tokyo recorded three years prior had a better mix and better overall sound quality. Some songs drag, like Making Love, for example, and Paul's ad-libs during and in between the songs are just too over the top, even more so than Tokyo. I can see why and how he's blown his voice out over the years. It's cool seeing some songs that we don't normally get to hear live. So, um... They did 20 songs in length spanning 12 albums. So the 12 albums, they did three off the debut, one off of Higher Than Hell, one off of Dress to Kill, three off of Destroyer, two off of Rock and Roll Over, two off of Love Gun, one off of Dynasty, two off of Creatures, one off of Lick It Up, one off of Asylum, one off of Psycho Circus, and two off of Revenge. Yes. Which, which I'm happy about that. Time. All right. So... Um, I think we're just going to talk about how we feel about Virginia Beach as we go, because the songs will reveal our true feelings. <laughs> <laughs> um, track one, Love Gun. Uh, weird to hear it open the show. Paul, to me, sounds bad right out of the gate. I noticed right off the sound seems muffled and the mix is not really good, especially the background vocals. Um, yeah, and uh, Love Gun... Man, love, like I said, you you went to shows during this time. Yes, I did. It it sounds really weird for Love Gun to be what hits right out of the gate. That is really strange. But man, this mix sounds bad. <laughs> now, 
I, if you've heard our show, go check it out right between the ice podcast. I broke this thing down 12 ways to Sunday. Yes, you do. I have a rock the nation instant live CD. It sounds a million times better yes, it does. than this cardboard coaster. I cannot understate how much better that sounds. So I had a conspiracy theory that Tokyo and this show were direct feeds from the video production as opposed to the audio front of house production. So whatever they did and whatever they mixed it with, they filmed two shows back to back, Washington, D.C., Virginia Beach, and then went, hmm, well, we're going to do more of Washington, D.C.'s show. I forget what songs. I know Tears Are Falling is from this one, but they must have really screwed the pooch in mastering and decided, whoops, we can't do the Virginia Beach one. We're going to do uh, Washington, D.C. instead. And then I think as these came out, this was already done and in the can and thought, well, we're just going to go ahead and release it because they were working on the next one. Uh, There's no way. There's no way Paul and Gene heard this and said, yeah, go ahead and and give that out. So I think Kiss had to purchase from Instant Live two soundboards that they owned and they'd already released one. And this is the only other one that they own. And the ones that I bought at the show <laughs> sound a million times better than this. That's my long-winded answer. That's I don't want to repeat that a million times over, but I, we said that over and over again and played sound clips from King of the Nighttime Worlds, another one of those big ones when you get to it. The version that we get here and the version I have, the production is phenomenally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do want to mention that. I didn't mention it in the last video that, that the guys over at Right Between the Eyes uh, Rob and Nick and Nico, they have already reviewed all of these. So you definitely need to go over to their uh, podcast. Look, just look them up. I listen to them on Spotify. You can listen to them. Uh, Rob will tell you everywhere they can listen to them. Um, but um, you can follow them on Twitter and everything. But it, I, they've gone through all of these. And I was amazed whenever I listened to the comparisons that he made, he plays them side by side, back to back, and you hear one and you hear the other, and the sound quality between the instant live stuff is so much better, and it really makes me question what went wrong with Virginia, with with the Virginia Beach mix, with this whole with this whole release, actually, yeah. you know, actually. Um, so let me just go ahead and tell you kind of a blanket statement that me and Rob are probably going to agree on. The mix is not that great. And the overall sound quality of this is not that great either. But let's know. So having said that, I'm mostly going to be talking about the actual performance of the song and Mm. some like really blatant bad mixing choices that might've been made uh, during the, the, during the show. Um, So we already talked about love gun Um, deuce. It's good to hear this one on here. Um, funny how even Gene so- sounds a little rough on this one. It's like out of the gate, whenever Gene first starts with get up and get your grandma out of here, it already sounds like he'd been gargling with razor blades a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know what it was, but he just didn't sound fresh. He sounded like he had already played, been playing for about 30, 45 minutes to me. And this is mid-tour. They should be right in their stride right here. Mm-hmm. 
Um, making love, not one that we get to hear very often, but they drag, capital D-R-A-G. They drag on this one. And Paul's ad-libs are already starting to get on my nerves. The whole, I can't hear you, and his over-the-top screams. And the the um at the very end of Making Love where he's going, oh, oh, oh. He's almost like he's trying to sound like Robert Plant. Yes, <laughs> he is. reminded me of. Um, it's just not needed. Um, it's not the best. Uh, just the actual performance itself on top of the crappy sound and sound and the bad mix. Um, but I'm glad it's included because it's making love and it's one of my favorite, one of my favorite songs. Um, any thoughts on that? Now about the same. Um, I saw two shows on this tour, uh, Clarkston, Clarkston, Michigan, call it Detroit and then Columbus, Ohio. And I didn't notice a song dragging that much, but this, but this one, it, it does. It feels like there's a, and Eric's not one to, to be the dragger of the show. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like, could he not hear something, something funky is going on with this entire show. Yeah. Um, look it up. I've got, it sounds just about like any other song on here. It's, you know, it's, it's, which probably since my note, my noting on that is probably so my, what my notes, five really short notes it's nothing really stung, stood out uh, great. Nothing really stood out bad, uh, but it, other than, you know, the sound and the mix. Mm -hmm. um, so, but Christine, <laughs> Christine 16, <laughs> Christine 16, Gene butchers the lyrics. Oh of my song. gosh. It's a train wreck on top of a waterfall. It's if you've never heard if you've never heard the the Virginia Beach version of Christine sixteen, go listen to it. You will be yelling at Gene. You'll be you've been singing this song for how many decades? He <laughs> cannot get the time to come in. I knew when I saw you coming out of school. He he doesn't know where the one is, and trying to remember how to spit out the words, he does it differently every time. And this one, I felt like they just need to go. Okay, timeout. Stop. Try it again. And but he even yeah. sing even outside of that, he's singing the wrong verses. Verses. I mean, he's on. He's all over himself on the verses. Oh gosh, <laughs> so, yeah. it's so bad. Um, uh, tears are falling. Um, it was amazing to hear this song played in 2004. Since Asylum don't get much love from the band. Mm -hmm. But I've got, but wow, in my opinion, this is shaky at its, at its best, especially the second verse where they're doing the something is wrong as I hold you mm -hmm. here. And they're doing that, you know, you turn to me yep. with your eye. And they're doing that harmonizing together. Woo. <laughs> the harmony is not that great. Well, and <laughs> this was the song, I think, in our show that I pointed out. Eric's vocal mic is not on. If it is on, it is so low in the mix. The voices you hear yeah. are Tommy Thayer right up front. Mm -hmm. God love him. I, I love the guy in the band, but he is not the world's best singer. And no. so his voice is up front. I thought then, it sounded like Tommy that was off. I was yeah. either, is it Tommy or is it Gene? Because Gene seems like he slips a little bit too in this song. 
But I've noticed you cannot hear Eric. No, Eric is very, very quiet or non-existent, which I think is why they didn't use a lot of songs from this for the DVD release. Now, that being said, this is on the DVD release of Rock the Nation, right Mm -hmm. from Virginia Beach. So you can hear Eric slightly on the DVD better than you can here, and you can hear him better on the instant live CD that I, Mm -hmm. that I have, but yeah, it's the voices you hear are Tommy and then Gene. Gene seems to be one of those singers that will try and compensate for the bad vocal or to make up for it. I think Gene's just as lost as Tommy is because they can't hear Eric or whatever's going on. Um, She, which is awesome to see. She, Uh, Mm -hmm. I love she, um, one of the oldest Kiss songs all the way back to Wicked Lester predates Kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds pretty good until they get to the end where they do the instrumental outro and solo. And for whatever reason, it just drags. It's like, da, 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 da. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it is really slow. And it's like, I don't understand. It's like they can't get it up to the speed that it should be up to. Um, and that's one of my favorite parts of the song. So it kind of takes a little bit of little bit of hit on likability points for me. Uh, but I still, I love that she's on here. I, I think that's a great, great choice to pull something that old back, uh, back into the show. Um, got to choose another one that is really great. Pulled off of Hotter Than Hell. Another one that's really great that you don't get to hear very often. And uh, they they wasn't too bad on it. They actually sound really good on Got to Choose. I yeah. love Got to Choose. That woo mm-hmm. Got to Choose. Who's your baby? They sound so good um, on that one. Uh, then I love it loud. And then Gene starts singing right off without the usual drum intro. Then he blows the lyrics, as always. <laughs> he blows the lyrics on this one, too. Um I can't remember how he blows them, but he blows them bad. It's like he sings the wrong verse in the wrong spot. He gets yeah. he he has it right. It's just in the wrong spot. Yeah, um, it's like he's got verse two, second part in the beginning of verse one, and then repeats it when you get around to verse two. I've, there's one part of the that he flips from verse two and he, mm-hmm. you can tell as he's singing it in verse two, he, you can hear him realize, Oh crap, that that's where that's supposed to go. <laughs> that's and I love, I would love some, some of these, I'd love to be able to see his face. Cause it's like, you can hear when you're listening to him, you can hear him when he's like, Oh shit, I messed up. <laughs> can yeah. hear it. Cause he get a little bit of a hesitation and he's like, screw it. We're, we're here. We are. I'm not going yep. to not sing. So I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say whatever. I'm just going to throw out it's, whatever words. <laughs> it's almost in that split second. He's trying to remember, okay, what was the verse that I screwed up? Can I sing that here? Nope. I'm, nope. I'm going right into it. <laughs> nope. Nope. Can't, can't sing it here. Um, he, uh, I don't know if it's, is it on here? We'll have to, we'll have to see if we get to it. Um, but yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of this song live, as I said, and and I don't think this is a great version um, either. Um, I this want song you... always works well live for me, but again, that sounds like a broken record. This mm-hmm. isn't a great version here. Mm-hmm. But... I want you. It's good till the end. Um, 
I skip this crap. My God, just shoot my ears off. <laughs> my notes, because it's that whole thing where he gets to at the end where he's like, oh, 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 oh. Um, I want, he, he ruins I want you for me. And I usually, once it gets to the, da 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 I want, click. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Psycho Circus follows up I want you. And I thought I've got Psycho Circus sounds great. I think Psycho, yeah. they do a good job of Psycho Circus. Um, and then King of the Nighttime World. Weird spot for it, but um, I've got it sounds good. Yeah. Um, War Machine, really cool to hear this one. Gene sounds good. Don't butcher the lyrics too bad. Um, he breathes fire at the end, thus the siren at the end. And the siren on that, it's a little annoying, but um, it's, and it's weird to hear a siren at the end of War Machine. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, I'm going to breathe fire. So we got to turn the siren on. But it's like, well, this is not Firehouse where you actually have a siren. You have a you have a siren on your tank? <laughs> I mean, if you had a siren that you would have for like a, a bomb coming, like one of those like air raid sirens. An air raid horn. Yeah. Air, that would be good during War Machine. But the Firehouse is just down the road for war machine with the tank now mm -hmm. um hundred thousand years i skipped most of this one due to paul interacting with the crowd at the end um then once again i there's a play there's a certain place in a hundred thousand years i get to and i skip yep ditto uh let's see <laughs> this is the one unholy so uh, let, let me let me preface this by saying before the dawn of the internet really i went to this show in detroit blew my mind that i was hearing unholy i didn't know any set list beforehand so i was completely excited knowing in a couple weeks i was going to the columbus show and getting to hear unholy again for since 1992 been dying to hear the song so when this came out on this release i'm like oh yeah here we come what the hell my notes it's almost like just like yours dude i was super excited to hear this one i <laughs> smiled really big when i saw it included on the album sleeve but then gene let's just say after this song he should have he could be a, a career he could have a career after kiss being a butcher cutting meat because mm. he butchers this song it kills me to say that and i go why isn't there any songs from revenge on the end of the road especially unholy is this the reason did paul go gene you just you tore this song up in 2004 i've got some good versions from rock the nation that do not sound that bad i'm not saying gene sounds great but this is a horrible version yeah um one of my favorite parts of this song, whenever it was coming, and I saw he was butchering words. I, he started butchering words early in the song. And um, one of my favorite part, I love Unholy, off the Revenge album. I love the whole Revenge album. Mm -hmm. um, and one of my favorite parts of this song is where he does, coming out of solo. And I lay you down and sleep your soul to keep. And then he follows the lick. Better cross your heart, you yeah. and you have to sing that with that thing. And he has sing, <laughs> he's, he's gone back to the second verse. 
<laughs> these two are not to do it. You have to give him credit. He tries yeah. to do it, but he falls flat on his face. He, you give it, he, he does not not sing. But oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, these are the same show essentially. Four songs from this appear on here. The version of Unholy that's on this sounds really pretty good. What the heck were you doing just a night before? <laughs> oh, man. So then we get past Unholy and we got Shouted Out Loud. Uh, pretty good, except for the background vocals. I think it might be Tommy because I really don't hear Eric. It doesn't sound like Gene and it's not Paul. Um, but after a time... But after the time for you to take a stand, oh man, because there's a there's a part where they go, time for you to take a stand. Whoa, and they, whoa. You know they go that you know they go that yay yay or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> there's some, probably Tommy. God bless him. It's more like yay yay. <laughs> so bad. So Cluster bad. fudge. It is. It's so bad. Uh, it's one. It's not a great. Like I said, it's pretty good except for the background vocals. The background vocals are bad. And shout it out loud is one of those songs you have to have good background vocals. That that chorus. It's that whole shout it, shout it. You have to have that good bank of, vo of vocals and properly mixed. And um, you know, it's not that great. Um, uh. I was made for loving you. Yeah, near the end, like you said. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay, I've never been a fan of this song live. It's okay, but the background vocals, again, are bad. And it, like I said, I just think, like you said, Eric wasn't up high enough in the mix, and he was the, the crazy glue that holds the background vocals together. And yeah. I think Eric should have been higher, Tommy should have been lower, and Gene and Paul were exactly where they needed to be. Um. Detroit Rock City. Uh, I really don't like the way Paul sings one sings this one uh, on here, but he sang it this way for a while. It's the way that Paul, where he instead of going, "Well, my God, no time to turn," he does the, "Well, my twelve o'clock, I gotta run." You know that that the way he does it, and uh, he's been singing it that way for a long time. Um, but I'm I'm old school. I'm like the twelve o'clock. I gotta rock. I'm, yeah. I know I'm old and boring, but that's just, <laughs> but, even, but even on this one, he just seems like he's embellishing just a little bit. It's like the stuff that he usually does. It's like he takes it slightly to the next level um, on here. Uh, God gave rock and roll to you. It was nice to see them try this. And for the most part, they sound good. There's mm -hmm. someone who's stinking up the background vocals, the whole album. And I think it's Tommy. <laughs> And yeah. then Paul, and then Paul at the end with his vocal gymnastics, I hate it when they ruin a good song. And I, it really surprised me to see uh, God gave rock and roll to you, but at the same time, it didn't consider it was on the Rock the Nation tour. Um, yeah. And then, and what do you? Well, yeah, uh, your thoughts on that one on God gave rock and roll to you? Since it's not one you hear, at least you didn't hear very often at the at the time. This was one aside from reunion tour aside by the time that Eric and Tommy get back in the band, I don't think this ever should have left the set. I think this is, this is right up there as a, a kiss classic. Um, 
again, not trying to beat a dead horse. It's not great here. Again, I've said it multiple times. I have better versions from Rock the Nation, the multiple shows that I have on bootleg that sound better. Um, I, I think it's missing, especially from the end of the road right now. But um, I like the the try here. This is I don't think this is a good representation of the current band doing the song the way that it. I, I've heard them do it live, but this is uh-huh. just again horrible mixing like an off night really makes the warts stick out in this and then the engineer whatever that misses the eric's mic isn't on or the fader isn't up on it really makes like you said the eric's the crazy glue that's holding Uh the backing vocals together on this Uh yeah and then rock and roll all night i mean it's rock and roll all night and you know it has to be on here Um, yeah you know it's it sounds you know okay um, so, um, that's it for this one, uh, stacking them up. Wh- where would I rate this album? What would I rate this album, uh, on a scale of one to 10 with one being the worst and 10 being the best. Um, I don't want to go too low with this one, but, but it's really bad. Um, I would probably give this one maybe a three. Um, I'd give it a three based on not only, um, does it not sound good, but um, the color of the vinyl is not what was advertised and not what was promised. And I do take that into consideration. I mean, that's part of, yeah, it's part of, I think it should, there should be some type of faithfulness in advertising. And, you know, a lot of times with Kiss albums, whenever they do a color vinyl or splatter or whatever, you are just kind of ordering and basically hoping that it comes looking the way remotely, the way that they are advertising that it's going to look. Um, this was, like I said, like you said earlier, it was, it looked more like an emerald green and it looks more like an opaque lime, like a yeah. lime color that's been sitting out in the sun too long and bleached out. So I would give this an a three. This is definitely, this doesn't touch Tokyo. Um, no. So, so right now this is my least favorite of, the two I've listened to so far. Tokyo got us really excited about this series. And this one almost killed the series for a lot of people, man. Um, I mean, there were a, a lot of us podcasters that were just, we were trying so hard to not rip it. I don't want to give mm-hmm. it a three nostalgia is telling me that I, I loved this tour. I bought a lot of merch at the both shows that I saw. Um, I listened to my instant live CDs a lot still to this day, but just judging it on this, I want to be kind and give it a five, but I'm probably, if I'm being honest, it's probably down towards the three or the four, but yeah, Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely the weakest in the series so far. So this had everybody going, Oh my God, what's next? It it can't Mm -hmm. get any worse than this. Can it, could it be better? Well, I think the reason, honestly, I don't now, you know, we weren't in the boardroom when these decisions was made. So it kind of makes me wonder, based on the fact that the next the next release is Donington, do you think and that's going to be the next video? Do you think that it was already played out and they planned out and they already knew what the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, however many releases we get? Or did you do you think that after this one they went oh crap we got to give them something good that they're going to want to buy 
with some names they're going to want to buy. We're going to have to give them a good show, a memorable show, and we're going to have to give them a, a out the soundboard of it, a soundboard of it that sounds good. Or do you think that possibly it was going to be Donington after this one, rather than if this was well received or not? Something I think they probably, I think they probably had the batch of them. We knew we we're going to do this, like these four, whatever we have, and then the wheels came off the cart. And I'm, I don't, I'm trying to be a magician here and guess. I don't want to say Des Moines might have been next, but. Um, yeah, it's it it's hard it's it's hard to tell. Um, I think just by the way Tom Germain that has been designing these, I think he designed them in the order that they were coming to him. That's all he said. So I want to say it was planned, but I think there was a big big hiccup for for this next one because I felt like we reviewed this thing, released the episode on a Thursday. And that following Friday, they announced Donington because I think the resounding like, oh, my God, what happened to this thing? And bam, we realized we get a reunion show. And I think that made a lot of people go, oh, OK. Mm -hmm. And then and then and then even though Donington did great, they're like, OK, you like Donington. We're going to give you Des Moines. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, we're going to we're going to go back to 77. So, uh, yeah, so. That's all for this one. Uh, Rob, give out your uh, social media there. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at RBTE podcast. And we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash right between the eyes podcast. And you can find us on all your podcast platforms, uh, iTunes, Apple podcast, Google play, Stitcher, all those Spotify. And we got some stuff on YouTube as well. So go check us out. Yeah, definitely go check them out. They've already viewed all these and, uh, this is kind of like my little companion to their reviews. I'm, I'm playing, I'm, I'm playing catch up, <laughs> uh, uh, definitely playing catch up. But uh, this is a series initially that I wasn't really all that interested in. The first couple releases, I was like, eh. But then the second two releases, the ones we're getting ready to get into in episode three and four, are ones that made me kind of perk up a little bit. And then they were within three months of each other, and so I was like, well. Whenever I bought one, I went ahead and bought all four, and I just now got the fourth one. I got them all together because I had them shipped all together. Nice. So, um, so I got them all at once. So anyway, um, be on the lookout. Part of series off the soundboard series week. Be on the lookout for Donington next video, and we'll see you in that next video coming up real soon. Peace.